Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's where we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Welcome, everybody, to season three of So You're Ready to Date, the podcast. First and foremost, Angie and I would like to send out a huge big thank you to everybody who's listened to the past two seasons, I should say, of episodes, because without you, we would not have the excitement and enthusiasm to keep creating these podcasts and creating these seasons. And season three is, we've got some hot topics coming up, and I'm so excited for what we're going to dive into. This week, we're kicking things off strong. We're starting strong. We're just going in there. I feel like this is a topic everybody's going to relate to. And it's like, how do we stop overthinking when we're in a new relationship? How do we stop those intrusive thoughts maybe that say, is this too good to be true? I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. How can I get myself out of this constant vicious circle of waiting for almost like the other shoe to drop, but being able to enjoy and love on this new relationship that you are trying to build. So welcome to uh, season three. We are so excited to have everybody back and we're excited to be back to talk about this. And I think this is a great, great topic because I've been guilty of this in the past and still sometimes get guilty of this when I start overthinking things. And before we started, Lisa, you and I were just talking about blurry lines. And I think this overthinking new relationships or even overthinking relationships in general, but specifically as it relates to new relationships, there are a lot of blurry lines. And I think diving right into where I think some of those blurry lines are the difference between expectations and boundaries. Yeah. Like you said, blurry lines, not Robin Thicke. We're not trying to get, (laughs) (laughs) but we are talking about that razor thin line between this is a boundary I have for how people treat me as opposed to this is an expectation I have of how people how I interact in a relationship. And there's a communication to both of those. And sometimes we think we maybe have communicated an expectation or a boundary, and maybe we haven't. So how can we save ourselves from tripping into that space of did I actually explicitly tell this person that this is what I expected? Did I actually tell them that this I don't prefer this? I this is what I need. So we're going to hopefully dig in a little deeper and figure out a better way to explain this is our expectation. This is our boundary. So you have some clear guidelines going forward. I think the very first thing is to talk about expectations as it relates to a new relationship and kind of getting into things, right? We've encouraged you in the past and encourage you even now to sit down and know what it is that you're looking for in a new relationship. What are the qualities that you're looking for in a partner, in a significant other, and then go out and those people are going to meet those qualities. But with that, it's what you want. But a lot of times we unknowingly attach expectations to that list. We want somebody who is funny and expect them to tell jokes as a, as a general example. And they might be funny in a completely other different way. They might have a dry sense of humor, but we expect them or we expect them to be carefree and somebody is a little bit more serious or we expect them to be able to jump and change on a dime and they can, but they plan all the way along the way. And sometimes having those expectations that we unknowingly place on people can sabotage our relationships. 
So I'm going to drop in a couple of true experiences here. I've been on two dates this week. And this is like a <laughs> crazy amount of dating for Lisa. <laughs> but very different ideas of the day. I went on a date on Wednesday. We had a second date and we actually started talking a little bit about expectations. And I clearly told him like, I know that sometimes you can't, we can't text all day, every day, but you can take two minutes and tell me, Hey, I'm super busy. Can I catch up with you at such and such a time? I don't necessarily need to have all the details right away, but I need you to communicate what's going on so that I know that you're not ghosting me. You didn't drop off the face of the earth that we're still on the same page with this. And he was very receptive to that. So I think setting that boundary, that not boundary, that expectation of, I don't necessarily need a book, a novel of what you're doing, but I like check-ins so that I know what's going on so that I can plan my day so that I'm not worried about, did he not like something I said? And then go into that overthinking mode <laughs> and being like, what did I say wrong? Calming myself down and just I just want you to communicate what's going on in your world so that I can communicate what's going on in mine so that we have this open exchange. Went on a, another date, first date with a guy yesterday and like the whole joking thing. We have, I think, very different senses of humor. So I think sometimes figuring that out of being like, oh, well, I mean, I guess he's funny, but not maybe the sarcastic funny that I'm used to. He's a little bit maybe more edgy with the comedy. So it's about finding that ability to let people be who they are and kind of I'm stepping back being like is this really for me is this a red flag at this point no it was a first date I always give people a lot of grace on that first date because I know that I don't know we had two drinks we were both uh <laughs> little impaired maybe <laughs> proper way to say it. So and I know that there's nerves and you're meeting this person and you're talking about so many different topics. So sometimes nerves get the better of us. And we may say things that aren't typically our humor aren't typically topics or things that we would say. So it's taking that step back and being like, okay, this was one particular incident. Is this going to be enough that I need to draw a boundary? Or is this going to be enough that I have this different expectation and we can talk about it. So I think this whole thing comes down to how well do you communicate with each other? Because if you're not saying something and they're not saying something, that's where hurt feelings come in. That's where you get angry and upset because you're like, but you didn't do this thing. And I've had plenty of dates where I'm like, but you didn't communicate that. So you had this expectation. I didn't meet it. And now you're upset. But if you don't tell me, how can I know that you need X, Y, and Z. So getting really comfortable and clear saying, this is what I need. This is what I want. If you can't in some way meet these, maybe we aren't a right match, but leaving room for how they meet these to be part of their personality and not have to fit this cookie cutter of, well, they didn't text it in this format. So it, <laughs> this is not a, a book report. This is not a, a work email. This is a, a relationship. So letting their personality and their communication style lead through so that you have, I don't want to date a robot. I want to date the person. So letting them be that person. It's interesting because we've all heard that you can't change somebody else, right? And we get into these relationships where we think that we have to fix somebody or we put these expectations on them that people are going to think, act and behave in a certain way. And we don't think that we're trying to fix somebody. We think I like you just the way you are, but I want you to do this. And I like you just the way you are, but I need you to do that. And those are expectations that we don't even realize that we're putting on somebody that's forcing them to change. So it's more like, what are, what are you trying to accomplish with that expectation? Because clearly you want to 
feel a certain way. You want to feel seen, you want to feel heard, you want to feel whatever. So also taking a step back and being self-reflective, we need to show up as the partner that we want to be. And one of the ways that we can do that and stop overthinking the relationship is to sit back and dive into some self-discovery and think about, okay, how do I want to feel And does this person make me feel this way? Or do I feel this way? Not even make me feel this way, but do I feel this way when I'm with that person? And that can help relieve some expectations. And then there's a whole different list of what are my boundaries? What am I willing to put up with? And where does that boundary come when I need to say, hey, clearly defined, this is this is my boundary, and you've overstepped it. And here's where I need you to back up. And they're very similar, but that that razor fine edge too. So I think it's important just to step back and understand that the expectation you're putting on somebody else is because you want you are seeking something for yourself. And if you step back and take a look at what it is that you're looking for, you can also look at the at the person that you're with and see if you are getting that from what they're currently doing, or if there is or if you can change your perspective about the way that they currently are in a relationship that shows you that they are meeting that expectation, just not in the way that you wanted them to originally. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. I mean, one of my like early boundaries is, you know, I've had dates where they're like, Hey, let's go back to your place. I'm like, no. And until we're like a good month or so in, you don't get my address right now. The two guys that I'm dating don't have my real phone number. So This is, I think sometimes people, especially men don't understand the like safety protocols that a lot of women go through. So the guys who I say, Hey, I don't know you well enough to give you my address, how they respond to that is usually a pretty good indicator of if we're going forward or not. The last couple of times was like, yep, sure. I get it. No problem. We made alternate plans. It was no big deal. So sometimes I hate to say using a test, but sometimes I think that's a good way to have like easy boundaries that are really easy to respect (laughs) and see how people respond to that. I love that. And that's a great example. That's a boundary for, for you personally. This is, this is my boundary and you're allowed to react however you react. And as long as your reaction is not negative, you're allowed to react the way that you react. And if it's a negative reaction, you have failed a test, you have overstepped a boundary and it's time to move on and maybe try a different relationship. And I think that is a wonderful example of exactly what we've been discussing. Yeah, like you said, it's I don't have any expectations. I know how I'd like them to react. And it's not saying that a negative reaction is an automatic no, but then it's going back and saying, hey, no, I'm really not budging on this. If you're going to fight me on it, then we're done. And I think that's where you have to be confident in knowing that you are allowed to have the boundaries that you have doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Somebody may be a lot more open to giving that stuff away and that that's on them and that's their allowed to have that, but not having, like you said, that expectation of if they don't react in this exact way, then they're done. No, you're allowed to react how you react, how I interpret that, how that makes me feel, how I go moving forward is all on me. So it's you react how you react, I react how I do, we can have a conversation and maybe it's, it goes forward, maybe it doesn't. But again, this is always going to come back to clear communication because you're not talking to these people. Can you really be mad that they don't understand that they crossed a boundary, that they didn't meet an expectation, that they somehow messed up and now you're mad. But if you're not telling them, do you really have a right to be mad? 
Right. And I think that is a, a challenging one sometimes for people, us, me personally, as <laughs> I expect people to read my mind, because I think that everybody, not that I consciously think, I know that everybody has different experiences and I could put myself in somebody else's shoes. But a lot of times on the fly, if I don't stop and step and and think about that, I get to thinking that, well, that's an obvious reaction. That's an obvious answer. That's an obvious thing. Because in my mind, that's my experience. And to me, that's obvious. And I think that everybody is going to think like me until I stop, take a breath and say, oh, yeah, not everybody had that same upbringing, or not everybody has that same history, or not everybody had those same experiences as me. That's a fabulous point to kind of include there is that no, they didn't have the same experiences that you do. They didn't have that same thought process. My, it was always a joke between my mom and my grandma that they would have these conversations and Unless you were inside their head, it didn't make any sense. But to them, they knew exactly what they were talking about because they had very similar shared experiences. But you're meeting somebody new. They maybe are from a different country, from a different part of the country, from had different upbringing, like you said, different background. And they may not make those next logical steps like you do. <laughs> so being kind and giving people like, oh, so that's how you got from A to G. That's not how I would have done it, but that's interesting. So... <laughs> expanding on and letting people tell you how they kind of get to maybe a decision, how they get to these expectations can make your communication better and open it up so that you have a little more compassion when things don't go maybe the way you thought they would. Right. And now we're talking about how that might be a little bit of overthinking. But on the other hand, what about when somebody responds exactly as you're expecting and you put those rose colored glasses on and everything is great. And suddenly you have this panic attack in the middle of the night going, oh my God, this is too good to be true. Where are all these red flags? And I start looking at them and we start looking for red flags in a relationship that doesn't have them. And we start comparing them to previous relationships that we've had and how things like that have have gone. And so I think it's time we kind of move over to that and talk about how to stop overthinking in those situations. That's uh, had that feeling the other night. <laughs> I was on a date and we were talking about like a lot of really good stuff. And we were on the same page about a lot of stuff. And I told my sister, this seems just too good to be true. We want too many of the same things. We are too similar and too in line with a lot of stuff. And she's like, why? Why is it too much of a good thing? I'm like, well, it's been a date. Maybe I think there's a thought like he's just saying that to, you know, want me to make me want him or try to get into my pants or whatever of a million different situations is. So it's this need to want to be like, I just need to protect myself a little bit more until I know for sure. But do you ever stop trying to protect yourself and really let yourself dive into the relationship and enjoy the relationship? I think maybe that's a question to ask yourself too. <laughs> I think vulnerability is a huge part of a relationship. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about is taking those protections down and allowing yourself to be vulnerable with somebody. Now, I'm not saying don't take safety precautions, right? When you're starting out with a new relationship, there is 
is a difference between allowing emotional vulnerability and safety precautions. So go back and listen to episode in season one on being safe in a first date if you have any questions about that. But talking about that emotional vulnerability and suddenly you feel like you have to put a wall up and that comes down to trust. Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself to make good decisions in relationships? Do you trust yourself to make good decisions in dating or in judging somebody's personality? And if you're thinking that something is too good to be true, a lot of times that comes down to we don't trust ourselves because we may have been burned in the past or because our relationships have fallen apart in the past or because we've overlooked red flags in the past and things have ended badly. Whatever that situation may be, it comes down to whether or not we trust ourselves. So that would be something that would be my number one recommendation to any of my clients that I would be working with on relationship issues is same question that you asked, why is that too much of a good thing? And if you think that they are doing that or answering those or answering questions just to make you like them or whatever the case may be for that, that comes down to, well, that means that I don't trust myself. So this person can't be who they're presenting because my judgment's not that good. And I think like the partner to this, because as you were talking, like I had this thought, I'm like a lot of times when in the past, when I felt like this is too good to be true, it means I don't deserve or am worthy of this relationships that finally is checking all of these boxes that I have been wanting and wishing and hoping for. So yes, it's very much a component of do I trust myself with this new person? But I think we also need to ask that question. Is this coming up because you don't feel worthy and deserving of finally having this relationship that maybe brings you the love, the happiness, the adventure, the joy, the companionship that you've been longing for, and you're trying to block it because you're like, "Mm, do I really want this? Or is it just about me? And so I, those are some really deep dive questions that you need to look and answer. I, that's what I do with myself, with uh, like other people that I've worked with clients as well, is that, is this too good to be true? Or do you just not feel like you deserve something that is exactly what you've been telling me you wanted? Right. We get in our own way when that comes. I think my mentor uh, talked about it. My coach talks about it as a temperature setting and a, uh, as a thermostat. And we might be set to a thermostatic setting of let's say 70 degrees, whatever that looks like for you. And there's that wiggle room and we allow ourselves to have good up to 73 degrees. And then we have this self-sabotage thing that kicks in and says, no, 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 you don't deserve anything better than that. And, and starts to cool things back off and We'll cool it off until we get down to about 68 degrees. And then our worthiness setting kicks back in and says, no, 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 you deserve better than this. And so we fluctuate within these five degrees and what you want to do and what you're looking for and what you put on your list is a thermostatic setting of a hundred degrees. And so what you're trying to do is raise the bar of that thermostat from 70 degrees to a hundred degrees, but you keep kicking yourself back down when you get to 73 degrees. Yeah, it's like, I'm just going to turn the heat up because that's what I want. And then it kicks on. And you're like, I've got too many clothes on now. Because <laughs> you put on like the sweater and the jacket and the fuzzy socks and you're sitting in front of the space heater because you're at this heat and you're like, oh, but I could turn it up to this high. And you're like, I was not prepared <laughs> for it to kick on at, at this height. And I think we can almost scare ourselves to this point where we're like, this is, yes, this is really what I want. But 
if we've only ever been 70 to 73, 100 is going to feel different, not good, not bad. It's going to be different. So we don't really know what to expect here. I know what to expect at 72, know what to expect at 71, even at 69. I kind of know where I am, but you have just bumped me like 30 digits above (laughs) with no warning, no expectation. So finding those ways to, and maybe it made a conversation of being like, Hey, I really like you. I think we've got a lot of things in common. Can we slow this down? I really think there's some potential here, but I just need us to take a little bit more time getting to know each other, feeling things out. It's okay to have that be like, just need to inch this up a little bit. I know we're all gung ho and it feels good. And (laughs) it's all exciting when you've met that person who feels like they've got potential, but take your time, allow yourself time to explore with the new person and really get to know them without this pretext of we got to go from zero to a hundred because time is running out. Right. That is so true. So trust yourself, know that you're worthiness. And if you are overthinking your new relationship, the personal development work that needs to be done is increasing your sense of deserving and know that you deserve to have the partner that you're desiring and that you have listed out all of those qualities. That person, the person exists and you've brought them into your life. And if you're overthinking that relationship, it's time to go do that personal in-depth self-development work. Yes. Or find those people who can be that mirror back to you too, and ask you those hard questions who can, you know, boost that little self-esteem just a little bit when you're like, I don't know about all this. Let them be your cheerleader. Let them help you kind of navigate some of this. If you've got concerns or questions about it, and it's, it's easy to say, oh yeah, just know that you're worthy and deserving. It's another thing in practice. We, Angie and I fully understand because We are both always in that boat of going between, yes, I'm worthy and deserving of everything. And oh my gosh, I I think I may have girl bossed too close to the sun on this one. (laughs) It's okay to take your time. Nothing, you're never too late for anything. What's supposed to be coming to you is supposed to be coming to you. I saw this quote the other day and I'm going to butcher it, but it was like, she had said, I don't want anything a day, a month, a year before it's my time. So let yourself sit in that space of like, if it's supposed to be for me, it'll happen. But if you come to, if something happens too soon, you may not be completely ready and prepared for it. So let the universe, God, whatever you believe in, take the time so that you're ready. And when that right situation, person, relationship, whatever it is, starts to float by your path, not going to be smooth sailing 100%, but maybe you're just that much closer to being ready to accept what you really deserve and are worthy of. And you can't make a wrong decision on what's meant for you. If it's your time and that door is going to be open and you're going to see it. And if you don't and you close that door, there is another door because the universe is bringing you what's meant for you. And I think you have told me a bazillion times, and it's honestly something that I repeat regularly. I can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Oh, that is so true. How many times that has saved me even recently when I've sent a message wondering if it's going to be misconstrued. I'm like, I cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. They'll either understand or they won't. And if they don't, then this was a sign that it was okay to move on. So. The other thing that I like to remember is what another person says and does is a reflection of how they feel about themselves, not always how they feel about you. 
And so remembering that sometimes can be helpful too when not overthinking and overreacting to something that has happened. And that's true in relationships and business and friendships, all of that. I think, is it Eleanor Roosevelt? And this quote is close, but not exactly what I'm trying to portray. But you wouldn't worry so much about what other people thought of you if you realized how little they do. And it's people do things because of how they feel about themselves and what they think about themselves. We are humans. And as much as we may have selfless partners, and we may have partners that share with us and love us, humans in general are selfish. So those first dates and early in a relationship, they're nervous and they're focused on themselves oftentimes. And so remembering that and giving some grace and not overthinking something that happens on a first date, if you mostly click, give them that chance to come back and try again, rather than letting that overthinking sabotage you. Yes. And even as, you know, kind of the relationship progressed, because we had somebody reach out asking this question. So again, thank you for sending in your questions. We appreciate that. But I think you're like, he was doing all these really wonderful things. And how do I just not sit back and enjoy that I've had these wonderful things happening? And I think that's a process, you know, too. It's about trusting that it's going to be okay. I deserve this. And, you know, letting those good things come, let the bad things come in, but trusting that the process will hopefully even itself out in the end. There's more good, maybe than bad. (laughs) Being open to receiving and letting it be okay. If you're a giving person too, if you have all these good things happening and you're normally the giving party instead of the receiving party, letting yourself be open to receiving and leveling up your vibration and the energetic level that you're at. And so going out and finding other people who already have what you want and not being jealous of them, but purposely befriending them. So go find people that have the relationships that you want and figure out how to be friends with them and figure out. And that's going to put you in the situation to be open to receiving some of that stuff too and seeing what those relationships can ultimately look like and what type of person has that relationship that you're vying for. Oof. Yeah, that whole receiving thing, not so good at. (laughs) It is something that I am actively working to move through and to kind of heal a little bit because so much of like my worth was derived in what I was giving. So to let people have that joy of giving back to me and receiving it in the spirit which was intended and not with like any of these strings attached. And I would say to cleaning up your social media feed so that you're following like maybe couples or, you know, relationship coaches who or single people or whoever it is who puts you in that vibration. I can't tell you how many times all of a sudden my for you page on TikTok, I'm like, why is it all depressing again? Oh, that's because I watched that one video. So making sure that who you're following on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever social media you're using is showing you those things as well, because we absorb so much of that without even really thinking. And I think that's a big way to quick and easy up that vibration. If you're following people who, again, are showing you what you want and showing you that it's possible. Yes, you get more of what you focus on. So surround yourself with what you want to bring in to your sphere, what you want to bring into your life, what you want to bring into your activities and how you want to feel surrounding yourself with that. When you start to focus on that, you'll get more of that. When you get more of that, you'll focus on that more. And as you focus on that more, you'll be able to see the good in the relationships rather than focusing on whether or not it's too good to be true. 
That's all we want is you to focus on this. It's good. And it's good for me. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with that, again, this was a listener prompted question. So thank you for that. If you have any other questions or dating concerns or anything that you would like us to focus on and talk about, drop us a line at so you're ready to date at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening and thanks for coming back and continue to listen All through season three, we've got another 12 weeks, well, 11 after this, but another 11 weeks of fantastic content for you. And we will be back next week. And because we know you love us so much, like rate, review, share it with your friends. We always appreciate um, when you guys share, when you talk about that stuff. But if leaving us rates and reviews always helps us get in front of new people who need our advice just as much as you do. So we appreciate you. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.